0: I'll start off by saying I'm bored, I'm broke, and I'm back. (laughs) We're back on the Colts of Colt. It was a victory Sunday out in Landover. Um, Unexpected victory Sunday. Uh, We're back. We're here to ostensibly talk about it. Thank you all for tuning in. you got Brian Stabby from this podcast, and you've got... Gumby, Gumby, good to see you. Good to see you
1: too, Brian. It's a it's a it's a good victory week after uh, yeah. kind of a surpriser.
0: Yeah, and you know we're back here. We um, I think spent a good amount of time basking in the afterglow of what I would say is to date the high watermark mark of this podcast. We're nothing if not self referential. Um, getting Melanie Coburn to come on for honestly, like. I'm lucky enough where I got we I was I was there for the first time, but then I went in and I did the editing, I touched it up, a little behind the curtain stuff, and got it up on the site. So I got to listen to it again and I was like, damn, that was actually good. That was good. It was that, fun. That was, it was good. That was I, good podcasting. Was, yeah. It was a good podcast. I'm gonna recommend that one to uh to folks like, Oh, what what's your what are you about? I mean, I guess there is some amount of wanting to temper expectations, like you don't want to show your best stuff first, but she was I mean she was fantastic. What a what a wonderful I mean you spent a lot of time talking about how great she is as a person, but like really just like giving us the time of day and what she's trying to do um just awesome. So I'm really excited we were able to do that, but we have to we had to come back and do another but we, we couldn't end on that that much of a high note. You no, know, no, we, we still have half a season days. left, too. Yeah, oh god. <laughs> but we won. But we we have a game
1: in which we had the best underdog win of the NFL season so far.
0: Yeah. Uh, is that substantiated points-wise? Like, is that a... Do you know?
1: I, I mean, you're talking about the... Someone who's in the, the top echelon, the Super Bowl champion. They were first place in the division going against a team that was had
0: two wins. Yeah, I mean, they they... Three wins. To be I mean, other, yeah. they, they're they looking, and they're looking pretty good again this year. I, I mean, mean maybe Tom not Brady. as unbeatable as they were last year, like, or as tough as they were last year. I don't think that their defense has necessarily performed quite well. Ta- well, Tampa last year had a f- bad first half.
1: People forget that. And that, that first true. half had a big turnaround. Th- this is their starting their second half against us. And they walked into what I would consider the best game of our season that we put together the best plan that we could have had yeah. to make this happen,
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was in my mind, a very narrow subset of circumstances that would could transpire that would allow Washington to win that game. I mean, you had to force turnovers, you had to maintain time of possession. You had to make sure that the passing game was not so woebegone. You had to make sure that your rushing game was able to give you yards and take time off the clock, and be deliberate and keep your defense off the field. And they basically did all of that. That was the recipe going in. I mean, it was it wasn't rocket science to say like, oh, if they do these things, they'll win. But truly, like to a T, they um. But but with all they of did that, all. you
1: also have to have what I refer to as a foot of God. Uh, which is that luck. And what it, we had the luck on our end that whole game. When that interception bounced off that receiver's foot and directly yeah. into our hands, yeah. that's when you went, this may be a little bit different.
0: The- yeah, Washington doesn't get those types of bounces usually. Or at least there, maybe there's a perception from someone who watches them and has seen them be bad for as long as they have been bad. It's like, well, we don't get those bounces because if we did, we'd win. Right. But we don't we don't win. But, you know, in in this case, you're right. They totally there was a element of luck, but it's sort of, you know, in, in my mind, there's sort of a you make your own luck. Like you can get lucky, but you have to at least put yourself in a position for that luck to play a factor. And f- what they did from a, a football perspective um Hard pivot for us to come from that last conversation we had on this podcast to an actual football podcast. Welcome back. Um, if you subscribed last time, we're not like that all the time, unfortunately. We're not
1: groundbreaking every single time we talk, as no. much as we wish we were.
0: Um, yeah, maybe someday. I don't know, probably not. But so, so the other thing worth noting, um, you were there. You went. I attended the
1: game, which I I despise going to FedEx. And and it's because of every reason possible. It's a pain in the ass to get in and out of. Uh, The field itself is just a pile of shit. But due to work, I had to go to the game. And I said, you know, I'm going to make the most of this. I I know what to expect, but I'm going to make the most of this. And one of my favorite things about being at FedEx is a tailgate because everyone's always so happy. I didn't yes. even get to do that because I had to go to a VIP event, which we were helping sponsor. So it wasn't even like I was just a person. I had to go sponsor it and go to work. But I got in there. I got into the stadium about nine. Well, hold on, So
0: tailgating. I just, I'm curious. That is, I would say, somewhat out of being essential or mandatory, a big part of the game day experience. Oh, absolutely. At least in the, in the times that I've gone, I think that you've gone. I mean – there isn't anything to do around the stadium, and it's very hard to get there on public transportation. So basically everyone that's going is driving. It's virtually
1: impossible to get there on public transportation unless you want to walk through the woods a mile right. and a half when they right. make it more and more difficult every single year.
0: And the the situation is like it is, it's not an easy parking lot to navigate, get into. So – you have to the motivate the motivation is you get there as early as you can because you never know. And then sometimes you get lucky and you just have to plan like Well, we're gonna pe- hang People out show up the there
1: outlet. with entire spreads. Like they get their car, they take up two spots, they pull out the grill, they, they they literally put together this massive culinary example of what football is and it's it's brilliant. But that's why mm-hmm. sometimes it's part of the best parts of the game you get shrimp and steak or you get wings and you sit there and you have a a couple of beers you throw on the football and you get you get into it like it becomes this wonderful camaraderie with the people around you and you get excited because it's Sunday you get to see football and often you know it doesn't end up in a victory so you're sad at the end but that whole beginning is this wonderful emotional happiness everyone's taking pictures they're posting them and, and you get to have this experience and that's what you know, when you get inside the stadium, the take from you is that experience. But outside the stadium, that tailgate is an absolute experience, which, again, Danny has been trying to take away for years because the more you spend outside, the less you spend inside. Right. But he realized it's it you have to deal with that. And it has been it's always been one of my favorite things. I wish I could tailgate every every single game and then just kind of leave.
0: <laughs> yeah. You, um, we, we have some shared tailgate experience, primarily from the, the Cult of Cult origins, uh, you know, preseason games where you go and it's cheap and it's easy to get in and out, relatively speaking. And um, you turned me on to two things during those tailgating experiences, both of which, in hindsight, it's silly to me that I ever even either did not have an opinion on or had a somewhat negative opinion on. The first of which is uh, grocery store fried chicken. So good. So good. You uh, turned me on to the grocery store fried chicken where we, we, like, loaded up a minivan with, like, some friends from out of, out of the country and just, like, several... I, I can't now remember. One time they came in bags and one time they came in buckets. and Just just, like a, just depends whole, on what
1: store it is. Cause, the like,
0: whole car... Smelling like fried chicken, I was like, you know, I don't really like fried chicken all that much, and I, I didn't really substantiate that. I was, but you know, I'm sitting there, and this car is this whole minivan reeking of fried chicken. I was like, that sounds so well, good right now. I'm gonna at least have to try some, like even though I know I kind of don't really like this stuff. So it's like, grocery bread.
1: store fried chicken. How yeah, good? Like how good can it be?
0: Yeah, and you're like, oh, we're gonna, we are so excited. We're gonna go to town on this fried chicken when we get to the FedEx Field parking lot. And I was like, oh my gosh, Gumby is loving this right now it's the anticipation right we hadn't been let down at that point we knew we were gonna have a good time because the car smelled like chicken and we get to the parking lot and by golly were you right you totally you you can i'm a i'm a convert well we had these people
1: from out of town from out of the country you couldn't not tailgate we had to do something we couldn't get a grill we couldn't do that whole spread plus i think it was the, the, the first game we went to was actually like a night game it was like I think it was like a Friday night or something ridiculous. So we didn't have time to do a proper tailgate. But I wanted the experience of tailgating for these people. Uh, They were all from the Czech Republic, and this was all new to them. And I said, hey, let's get some. Here we go. Grocery store fried chicken, and you can smell it. You can taste it. I knew it was going to be awesome. And I'm glad I converted you on that one thing. Now, what was the second?
0: The second thing was you introduced me to the guy who drove around a little golf cart and sold cigars. Do you remember that?
1: And you're like, "Oh, this guy,
0: he's here." And I was like, "What's this guy?" He's like, "Oh yeah, he just drives around and sells cigars." And I was like, "From his golf cart?" Oh yeah. Like, yeah, he's here all the time. And I was like, "Can he do that?" And you're like, "Ah, I don't, I don't, I don't really think so." But like, he does. You know? And then we we got cigars and we cut the cigars. And I don't know if I had had cigars before. And I was just- like, <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually after I threw up just a little bit. No, I'm kidding on that. But I was like, "Oh yeah, okay. This is a very pleasurable. We got our fried chicken. We oh yeah, grocery store. We got cigars from this man on his <laughs> on his electric powered uh, golf, golf cart. cart. And it would that was those are those were the days. But I will say that, that is an experience
1: at FedEx Field. That that's what you have yeah. to do when you get there is is just is soak in that whole experience beforehand. Because right. over the last X amount of years, it just the ending hasn't been great, or the game hasn't been good, or the stadium isn't great. But yep. damn it, if us as fans, if we don't know how to have fun out yep. in that parking lot with the cigar guy and the chicken and, and the shrimps and just these and people throwing the football and just loving, there's nothing better than that feeling in that yeah, tailgate. It's, community. it's, it's nice. wonderful, absolutely.
0: Okay, so you didn't get to go to the tailgate. I'm sorry that you hear that. Uh, but you did have uh, a luxury experience in front of you. Uh,
1: they, see, it was overplayed for the luxury experience. Um, we were told a lot of it was going to be VIP. A couple of players mm-hmm. were going to show up. We were sponsoring on game things. day. They were going to. They were going to show when, up. Players from the past, not players of the future oh. or yeah, currently. Okay. Um, yeah. So we were really excited. So get there. We got there uh, li- li- right around nine o'clock, mm-hmm. and we're in the purple lot. Right next to the stadium, so it was awesome. Easy to get into, park the car, and we we see people are already tailgating at 9 a.m.
0: The game's not till one. <laughs> oh man, that kind of bums me out. But okay, I mean they were
1: happy. They were super happy. Like this, they there was no traffic, so it wasn't that they were there to beat traffic. They were there because it was 9 a.m. and they could be there. And I'm not yeah. mad at that at all. Okay. And so we get in the stadium, we set up our little area, we do the VIP stuff, and there's no one really there for like a good hour. But we start drinking because. What else is there to do? And I get like three drinks for free. So I'm going to have those drinks as fast as possible because yeah, sure. what are
0: you going to do? We're talking about cocktails. We're talking about beers. They, they were they. So it was the Ciroc VIP Ooh. tent, which is
1: Ciroc. Ciroc but they, there was no vodka there, which was weird. But there was a the Ciroc oh. tent and we were on the club level yeah. uh, for this party. And I get there, and I walk up to the lady, and she has these little flutes full of champagne. Uh-huh. And it was about 99% champagne. And I watched her just dab, just a little bit of orange juice on it. And I went, well, I'm not usually a mimosa guy, but that's my kind of mimosa. So that's what I started off with before I turned to uh, you know Bud Light and Bud, Budweiser. but And then later, Jack and Cokes. And then later, more Jack and Cokes. And then later... More Jack and Cokes.
0: All right. Well, so, and uh, on the house or on someone's house? Well, I mean, it
1: was there for work, so you know, yeah. it was it worked out well. But Working so hard. we did the party, the party situation, and uh, mm. it's all VIP. So we got some hamburgers and some hot dogs uh, mm. supplied by the stadium, which were subpar. Uh, that was all the food that was available. So I ate them. Uh, there was no utensils to get the cheese, so I had to use a fork to get cheese. Uh, but, you know, you when you're in a spread like that, you expect something.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, it's probably also easy for us to be looking at this with a critical eye. Well, I mean, well, I mean it's I cheese. Think he, they I they haven't you. exactly earned the benefit of the doubt. I
1: don't want a bunch of people touching my cheese. Like, I, I'm not uppity, but, I, you know, put it on or don't put it on, but I digress. So we get uppity. about six – yeah, the opposite. You just, uh, you just
0: don't want people touching
1: I don't you. want sure. touching my cheese. Sure. Uh so, so we the about 500 600 people end up going through this whole thing and zero players show up from the past zero like like everything they said was gonna happen didn't happen uh, which was you know not shocking by the Washington football team we were the only VIP situation going on so it wasn't like there was other things they had to attend to yep. no they we had Areas we were allowed to go into, areas we weren't, whatever, that's normal. It's a stadium. So it was, that part was a little disappointing. But the people that were there had a great time because camaraderie. Mm-hmm. A lot of people stood aside, stood aside for a while and tailgated, then came in. So we had a lot of toxic people show up late, which I'm always cool with. I'm like, let's go have some sure. fun. You then we left the the little tent, and I went to the bar that's right there. And that's where I began my, my Jack and Coke, actually it was Bullet and Coke, run with a good friend of mine, Sam. He was just like, you know what? Uh, I'm here to get fucked up. And I said, you know what? I'm here to ride that pony. So we began that process, and our tickets were the 400 level. So once the uh, the party ended, they kicked us out, and they sent us up to the 400 level. So we didn't even get, like, VIP seats. We just got exiled to the very top of the 400 level.
0: Okay. Um, Wh- which is where I started which, back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, well, on the 400 level, is a lot smaller than it used to be. Um, Yeah, my my old seats don't exist anymore. That's how. Yeah, neither do
1: mine.
0: Neither do mine. Um, But, you know, it is what it is.
1: Yeah. Um, By the time I sat down, you know, I was in a good mood. I was in a happy place, and all the people around us seated were all people from that party. So we sit down in our seats, and we're at 425, row, like, 18, uh, right in the middle. Sat down. And we started watching the game. Yeah. And at that point, you're watching this game transpire in
0: front of you. Well, so aside aside from the game yeah. itself, between I'm gonna I have some quite- I'm curious, yeah. and we will talk about what happened between the lines. Yeah. But I'm curious more from your perspective, from outside the lines, and it's I I am gonna take a step back here and just say that it is crazy that as ostensibly a podcast about this team that we follow. It is a foreign concept that I I have to ask you about your experience going <laughs> to the game. I'm just going to yeah. let that linger in the air for a minute. Because if you were wow. to be like, hey, uh, what's it like going to a Capitals game? I'd be like, you haven't been to a Capitals game? <laughs> Get in the
1: car. <laughs> we're leaving right now. <laughs> yeah,
0: Ooh, they're out on the West Coast. They're, they're not dropping the puck until two hours from now. Like 10.30. Like insane. Yeah. yeah. I would see the thing as though I would stay up for that, but, uh neither here nor there. So the question I have is outside of the football. Yeah. I'm curious um, in your experience, the VIP experience, what were your impressions of the game day atmosphere in the building? And what was your impression of the, um, those assembled in attendance? So, what what was the what were the vibes really is the question what were the vibes at FedEx field
1: the before the game even started I'm I'm doing this this tent with these people coming in and out and uh when you go into the concourse of the, the the club level there's virtually no one there the only people are even around us were in the tent a lot of people wearing jerseys that had nothing to do with Either the Buccaneers nor Washington football team. <laughs> that's pretty. Funny. Like, like half the people there just had football you know jerseys on,
0: like a Chicago Bears jersey.
1: Bears, Dolphins, Browns, uh, Bengals, like all these. I'm just like San Diego. Like I'm just looking over Giants, of course, what? Eagles everywhere. You're just like seriously. Of course, like, why and the are you here? Like, why are you here? And I that, that's why I said I was like I, I get that you're a fan, but why are you bringing it here today? It's so like, who brought you here. For, yeah. for what reason? Why? Why are you? You're just here to hang out, like, and, and the. It's pretty inconvenient.
0: Just go to a sports bar. I'm sure you live near. Ah, but
1: they wanted to see Tom Brady. Like, it, oh. it, it, everyone was like, "I'm here to see the goat," and I was like, "I'm right here. I, you don't have to go any further. The goat is right here."
0: Oh baby. Oh
1: yeah. All ego there.
0: Podcast goat.
1: <laughs> so so in that like the, that's that's kind of the the feeling was a lot of people
0: where it was like I'm here to see Tom Brady.
1: I don't but care. I want
0: them to know that I that I root for the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: It, it, you're the one person that bought a jersey six years ago. Yeah, it's um, a, it's my Brune- Blake Bortles jersey yeah. is in homage of the goat that we're here to see. <laughs> it still says Brunel on the back, uh, but <laughs> but yeah. And so that's where that feeling was is that people were there because there was an event, not yeah. because they were there to watch Washington football team. Now I still okay. had fun with it, but I I, I was decked out in the. Uh, Washington football team long sleeve camo shirt that came with the salute your service game, so I, I had that. I got it on sale at Dicks. It was half off. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. If you still like them, go to Dicks. They're on sale. Um, but okay. so I, I had that on. It was cool, and, and I, so I was representing Washington, and I was happy to do that. I talked about the podcast. I talked to people, but no one really seemed to care about Washington except. The very, very diehard fans. Most of the people there were there for either work, another team, or just to watch the go,
0: Okay, so percentage-wise, there had to have been more Washington fans there than there was any other. Like, was there a—there wasn't a majority. Was there a plurality? Did they have, like, more representation than any other group? There
1: were a lot of people and, wearing Washington football team gear for yeah. this event. Now, again, I'm I'm just going to say this event. I don't I didn't see. I'm just,
0: I'm curious of the stadium. No. Like what what did you see? The stadium.
1: Again, I I reiterate. Tom Brady was there, and the stadium was not sold out. Yeah, I mean, of course it wasn't. But but with Tom Brady, you think they would be? Tom Brady's no. there because you want. How often can you see him play football? That's left. <sighs> Sorry, it's like if 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 Alex Ovechkin travels, you go see him. Michael yeah, Jordan, but that's different. How's that different?
0: I just maybe I just I don't know. I'm not he, terrible. Like there was no like if you're like we go see Tom Brady play. I'd be like I don't give a fuck. No, I I did. I I know I know what I'm watching.
1: I I I watched Michael Jordan play as a wizard back in the day because I wanted to see Michael Jordan play. I watched yeah. you know Ovechkin play because of course he's down the street and I don't want to let that go. But it's awesome. But I thought there'd be more people going, "Hey, it's Tom Brady." But right. the well, but whatever. there weren't. Um, that yeah. it was not sold out. There were a lot of people there. Uh, almost uh, 700 of them were just with the the group I was with, and a lot of them left at halftime. At halftime, it really started to like dwindle away, or people did were it really. Below. It's
0: things started to get quiet at halftime. Really? Oh, that's yeah. pretty, that's well, pretty
1: well, People were moving down to the lower bowl. So, like on TV, it looks like it's pretty full, but up yeah. top, it just kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. But it, half, if I'm if we're lucky, half were Washington football team fans. Okay. I don't I couldn't tell you what the other half were. They were everywhere across the board, but they were there to see Tom Brady.
0: And, you know, I guess that, you know, we've we've kind of come to expect that it used to be. And again, this is nothing earth shattering, but it used to be I remember we're probably talking even up to as recently as four or five years ago when I think Washington was playing Pittsburgh. I believe it was a Monday night game. I think I was, it was a game like it, like Kirk Cousins'
1: era. It, and
0: Antonio, I know Antonio Brown like torched us that Yeah. Game. I think he had like three touchdowns. Yeah, and it was kind of there was a little bit of like like pearl clutching that so many people had terrible towels there. It's like wow, that was embarrassing. But at this point, I, I feel like that's in that's normal. Like that would be expected. I'm not surprised that you've said that.
1: The the Washington Capitals did something during their, have done something during their, especially during their playoff run, where they ask for your zip code when you buy a, a seat. And if you're not in a certain area, they won't let you have seats. You can't, if you're playing Pittsburgh, they won't let you have seats because they don't want Pittsburgh fans there.
0: Yeah, but CAPS tickets are hot.
1: But, but, I mean, I'm about to say that. But, yeah. Dan Snyder doesn't care about whether there are Washington fans. Tampa Bay fans or Jimmy, the guy who sometimes likes football? No, of course he doesn't. All he cares about is how much money he can get in his pocket. And that's where the insanity is. Remember, this entire stadium, Tom Brady's playing. There was one VIP thing going on. and It was ours. I remember back in the day, you'd see like five or six. There'd be the Bud Light thing going on. Ciroc would be going on. This would be going on. And it was just a hopping area. There's one. That's it. So he's just trying to get butts in seats so he can get paid. He's not here to make us a better team. And you get that feeling. Nothing about the experience made you think this is special. What it made you feel was, cool, I'm with good people.
0: Okay. Uh, Then that makes total sense to me. Um, So that, that, I guess, is sort of the majority of vibes, is sort of like how people are feeling and being. And, again, we've made ourselves known, like we... we don't have... We're not going to pull any punches here. We're not homers. Objectively speaking... Yeah. And some of this is independent of... of sort of, like, the FedEx field experience, and some of it is, like, dependent on the going-to-a-football-game experience. What was your take on the uh, presentation of the game itself? So I'm talking about, like, things that they're doing... During timeouts, during um, challenges, during the quarter, in between the quarters, sort of um, the public address, the music. I'm curious because I have a very, I have very vivid memories of, of what it was like when I was going more routinely. But I'm kind of curious what your impressions were. I mean, do you want me to tell you what I remember, and you can tell me whether or not they're still doing this stuff? Because I'm pretty. Uh, sure no,
1: I, I, I can tell you they're not. I don't have to. Do you remember?
0: I I just remember. Okay, so I have two indelible. Yeah, memories. go for it. Two absolutely indelible memories. One, and I know this is controversial, was, was, do you remember the, I think they were called the Funky Four.
1: Oh, they were awesome. They'd go out and they'd dance in the end zone and they, they were hysterical,
0: yeah. but they, they, I, I don't know if that's they, controversial, they did, um, they're hysterical. Well, <laughs> my dad did not care for the funky. Every time they come out, he, oh, these guys again. I think he secretly liked it. Um, what did they, they did the same song every time? It every was, time I don't remember play, what it, it was, was play that funky, funky music, music, white, white boy. boy. Yeah, that's hundred percent what it was. And they would do like the little dance. The they and, down and, and then, but they yeah, if you, you, you liked them or hate them, it was something. Yeah, it was something. Okay, so I guess three memories. It was them. It was the band. Yep. And was and is the band there? No. No, the band's not there. No, I know that they their are discussions about bringing the band back but they
1: haven't done I mean it. The, if they were there, they paid they no part of the game that I pay attention to that. Scoring a touchdown. Yeah. is boring now.
0: Before Well, yeah, cuz I mean, well some of that is a football thing because like you're like, "Well, we got to review it." No,
1: I am just talking about like before whether it was viewed or not, there'd be the band. You waited, yeah, band. everything would pop up, it'd be it'd be a party. Yeah. Everyone cheers now and then it's just kind of over. It's like ah oh, yeah we scored yay, who who needs a drink? You need to go to the bathroom. You before it'd be it'd be all singing, you just in there. It's like yeah. camaraderie again, something that brought us all together that doesn't exist anymore.
0: I'm a sucker for a fight song. I'm a sucker for a band. Me too. Band. I, I love it. I think it is indelible. And I I mean, you're right. It was like great when they had them at the stadium. But like, i I've, pl- I've gone to a lot of D three football games. The ones that have a band. It's just like, oh yeah, okay, this is like fairly, this is pretty good. I, I'm I'm always there, I like a marching band, I like a drum line. I'll even take a little percussion section, like, I just like having there be a little bit of music, a little bit of going on. People, um, like, crap all over, cool. like the, the
1: Ravens have, so having the, the old school cold one. But I'll tell you what, and and the songs are old and they're they're
0: outdated. I like their fight song. I like th- Yeah, they're they're like very traditional. Very traditional, but
1: you don't realize what you have until yeah. you're it's gone and you're sitting looking around going, "This us scoring used to be a lot more fun." Yeah, like I high five a bunch of people like I would in my own home. But why am I here? Why am I sitting in this seat? Because there's during the timeouts there's nothing happening. During the, the the quarter changes, nothing happening. Like I'm teaching people about the guy with the the yellow or orange sleeves, so you know when the, it's all over and why people are standing around. There's no yeah. more funky four. There's no more cheerleaders. They're the Washington football team entertainment, and they were horrible. I know, I know, I'm not supposed to say it, but they were all, they were useless in my eyes. They were not entertaining. There was nothing cool about it. There was no tradition, no fun. It was just like you're at a game.
0: So the third thing that I remember <laughs> indelibly, and this one will be seared. This may be the last thing I think about before I, I pass from this earth because it's like so indelibly seared into my being, is I think the first year, maybe the second year that we had the tickets um, was 2000. It's the winter of 2000. And the summer of 2000, there was a phenomena that swept the nation, took the nation by storm. And that was the Baja men's number one hit single, Who Let the Dogs Out? Yeah. And that, they would play Who Let the Dogs Out, like, 50 times a game. It would be like, Stephen Davis carries, loss of two, third down, and they'd be like, Who Let the Dogs Out? (laughs) It was like, it's not even an appropriate time to be playing the song. Like that's not really what the the vibe is, but they were just like, man, any they were just any opportunity they get. Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? Over and over and over again. And just like it's just in there. It's in my bones. Like they built it into my my DNA. So, so, so now
1: it's now it's this. First and 10 on the 23. Second and 10 on the 23. Third Do they down. They, 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 they just just super boring, and it's like third down. And then someone comes by the. Let's make some noise. And then the noise thing pops up, and everyone goes yay! But because FedEx has the worst acoustics ever, yeah, you can't guy. hear anything. It doesn't matter how are, how loud we possibly could be, we'll never know. And they put the little thingy up where it's like hmm. nine, ten, nine, ten, like, eight. Oh, like
0: oh wow, we gotta if, get the meter. If up.
1: no one said a single sound, it would still be like nine, ten. Like it was. Yeah. It is the most bland. It's kind of boring. It's it's they're not putting any love into it. It's just like yeah. one guy's like, I saw that one time, let's do that. And that's it. It's again, the only thing that makes off the field, the only thing that makes the game day experience any good is the fans. It's not anything in the stadium. It's not the stadium itself. It's not any of the entertainment because it's so diluted in nothingness. Mm-hmm. It's being able to have camaraderie with these fans that are true Washington football team fans that makes the game nothing else that makes cuz it's not
0: there well and i'm sure that uh, all those cocktails you had were um were probably helping and you know as we know as is well established this team does have the tendency to make us drink and so we're always going to be sipping on something um so the return of, of a fan favorite, I, I think it's a fan favorite. I'm not going to ask too many questions. We're not doing a survey. I'm just going to go ahead and assume a fan favorite uh, segment on this podcast, perhaps the only one, it is What You sipping On. Here, I'm going to crack this guy open. Oh, um, yeah. This season, mm. we are doing a little bit um, different... ...approach on this one. We're doing a Washington football team... ...themed set of what you're sipping on. So we've gone out of our way... ...to purchase, to acquire... ...some adult beverages... ...that are specifically related... ...to the Washington football team... ...and not in like a loose association. We're talking about like in a hard and fast association. We are making this happen. Um, We have... ...I think... ...in my mind... The singularly best tie in for our WFT WYSO. <laughs> that's our. Uh,
1: what you sipping on? <laughs> yeah, that's
0: right. Um, we have um, some of the last, perhaps last remaining, um, some cans here from Devil's Backbone Brewery of hey, Virginia, Virginia Brewery. Yes, um, deep DMV ties, and we are sipping on the ATTR, the Ale to the Redskins, limited edition Golden Ale. Uh, This was a beer that they put out. So they have um, Devil's Backbone deeply sort of entwined with the DC sports scene. And they put together, so far, a a beer, well, a beer with an asterisk, for each um, D.C. sports team. Yeah. And they started with the Nats, with the earned run ale, and then they had a, a Washington Capitale ale. It was really quite nice.
1: Really good. You can get the stadium too.
0: Um, and then there is a Washington Wizards and this is where that asterisk comes in. It's like a spiked cherry lemonade thing. Um, I cannot in good faith recommend this. It's uh, it's really pretty yuck. Uh, it's like it, a as much as I love double line.
1: Backbone, it is not good. And I love no, Devil's I think... Backbone. They do some really great stuff.
0: Uh, I'm pulling up the name because I need to warn the viewers. <laughs> you know, like, it's called the it's called the full court press cherry hard lemonade. Uh, I got it at a, at a game at at Verizon Center because I was like, well, you know, I'm like here. They got, they got me with the marketing. I was like, well, I've had the Capitale and I've had the Earned Run Ale, and um, well, you know, like I like the Wizards and I like trying new beers. Uh, you can follow us on Untapped, Abby Stabby, and at D Cumberland Jr. As you all know, good plug. done it. Um, and I had it, and I was like, oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> <Big time laughs> well, let me explain this can for the yeah,
1: uh, Ale to the Redskins. So it is a wonderful gold with burgundy like landscape of the entire Washington, D.C. National Mall right there on it. You have the Devil's Backbone logo along with the old school Washington Redskins logo. Yes. On the side of it, and this is kind of my favorite part— it says, Fentennial, celebrating yeah. HTTR and the Redskins fans. Yep. And then it goes right into something that we just talked about missing. Hail to the Redskins is the fight song of the Washington Redskins. This golden ale was created to pay homage to the spirit of our team, our fans, and the league's 100th season. Yep. Unlike everything that the actual team is doing, by not paying homage To the spirit of this team that has been around for what, eighty, almost ninety years? A beer in Virginia is doing a better job of paying homage to our history, to the people, and to the fans than the actual team we have that we're rooting for.
0: Yeah, and you know, obviously like this is a a partnership. Like there is they're not doing it for free. I don't think the, the the organization will let them put their Logo on the can for free, but it's not in their logo anymore. That's true. Well, none. Lo- so all of that is to say, you may be saying, Fantennial wasn't that that thing that they did like two years ago, and no, I guess it would be a year and a half ago. And the answer about is a year yes. and a half ago. Yeah. So we've been sitting on these for a while, and if you know anything about beer, there are some types of beers that you should, or you can age, and it'll sort of change the flavor <laughs> characteristics. And there are others. That frankly, it's it's kind of a bit of a crapshoot if if you sort of let them go, and it may have some negative effects. This beer, I would say, is old enough at this point where it, yeah. So on the bottom of the can it says Best Buy one four twenty twenty.
1: Well, so, I'm gonna drink this. I'm gonna drink. I it. am too. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm gonna tell you how I feel shortly. That's fine. Um, and
0: uh, but we you know the we have to caveat this because there is some quality control element we wouldn't want us uh if we let's regardless of our impressions we wouldn't want devil's backbone to be like well you're drinking our bad stuff like so yeah we 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 we, waited
1: this is our fault
0: this is our fault yeah so i'm gonna take a little sip here yeah oh it's oh it's pretty good i like that that is actually pretty damn good it is. Um, let me give you some some details for, here. For being Lexington. really old, I they did a good job. Lexington, Virginia. This is the limited gold edition. I'm going to just pull up that. What, do you see an ABV on there?
1: Uh, uh, I do not. I, I kind of read everything else about this can. Uh, do, 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 do It says, hey, guys, we're better than you. 5.6%. Uh, yeah, oh,
0: where
1: would you find that at? Uh, on untapped, I just pulled. Oh, that's that. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, this can doesn't have anything on it. Um, I'm, I'm also getting old, and I have to like read like slowly.
0: Yeah, I mean, okay. So here's the thing: as I mentioned, we sat on this for a while. If it was bad, that would be all our fault, not Devil's Backbone's fault. But this is actually it's pretty good. It's a little bit sweet. Um,
1: it's right above the Devil's Backbone logo. Oh yeah, and yeah. Little, little dark. yeah I'm
0: that. an idiot. So I suppose <laughs> you know we we came up with um. With a rating system last time, which was a while ago. What did yeah. we have last time around? I don't even remember what it was. Was it, it wasn't? It was the Riggins one. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Fourth and um, one. Yes. So, um, the the first the first category was Washington football team centricity, and I believe that this was on a scale of one to five how how uh much does this tie in to the team for you
1: five look at this five. thing it is beautiful it's burgundy and gold it's got yeah. attr it comes from virginia it's got everything a little history on the back of it this is absolutely a five this yeah when you look at this from afar it even has the old logo on it which again I'm not mad about the change in the name of the logo, but if you talk about, like, team centricity back in 2018, this can, from afar, looks like it belongs to somebody who's a Washington football team fan. Like, you can't miss that at all. So I'd say five out of five. What about you?
0: I'm with you. I'm five out of five. I mean, it's designed with intentionality, Um you know, obviously there's some probably like paid partnership here, but it's cool. I mean, it's it's a cool thing. You know, it's got it's got the logos. It's got the whole thing. Um, they all like I said, they kind of all have like punny names like the capital um, kind of, you know, it's, it's yeah. cutesy. Um,
1: ATTR is actually a pretty, pretty awesome name. I'm, I'm oh, very Redskins. I'm very yeah, happy with
0: cool. them. Yeah. Um, the uh, OK, so this so five. we both give them fives. Uh, this one was a yes, no. Would this beer be worth sneaking into the stadium?
1: Oh, 100%. Yes. Yeah. This is pretty delicious. Uh, It's also a 12-ounce can, so it's a lot easier to hide. And then if someone did pull it out, they'd look at you and be like, you know what? That's a badass beer. You need to put that back in your pocket. So this tastes good. It's portable. I'd say absolutely. I'd, I'd sneak this in, in my little drinking jacket. What about you?
0: Yeah, I'm also going to give this one a yes. I mean, it's um it's it's really tasty. And so here's there's another question here that we didn't include last time, but I think we should include this time. How many of these could you drink at a tailgate and still make it into the stadium?
1: That's so, a really said, good question.
0: Huh. 5.6% and it is a light beer. There's no not a lot of heft. This is a crisp. No. It's a it's a sort of a kind of honey amber um, not roasty, not heavy, like kind of, it's it's almost, it's, you know, are you familiar with the phrase the porch crusher? It's like one of these yeah. ones you could just drink a, a, a good number of. Um, how many of these do you think you could drink?
1: Um, the, the porch crusher is exactly what I would say. It's it's a yeah. little bit higher than a porch crusher, just a little bit. Cause a it little does bit, have, yeah. It, it little has bit. taste, uh, which is not a bad thing. That's actually a no. really good thing to have. Sure. But if I'm going to tailgate and I'm probably going to crush six or seven of these. Yeah. Maybe even Eight. And then then after after seven or eight, I'm probably not making it into the game. Yeah now, so if,
0: how many could you have and still make uh, it into the game? Six or seven? six? Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm not proud of that answer. I'm just no. saying like, that's that's where I'd be at now I, I'd be I'd be drunk. Don't get me wrong, sure. but I, I could physically get myself into the game. What about you?
0: I want to say five or six, but again, like I haven't drank like in that way in a long time, so yeah um, I'm going to go ahead and say five there. For me. Um, The next one we did ask last time, how much would you pay for this beer at FedEx Field?
1: Uh, So, this – why I was at FedEx Field, I did not – again, it's all on an app now. And we, we, I gave someone else my phone. They all paid for it. I don't know how much beer was there. I'm guessing, let's say, a 16-ounce beer is going to be $13. Yeah, of this. Of this. this. Would I pay that at the stadium at 5.6%? I'm paying thirteen dollars for Bud Light I, every I, I, every time I pay thirteen dollars for this at this gym. This is actually really good. Okay, this so will if, make you, me if, happy. if you
0: think a Bud Light is thirteen dollars, you think one of these is also thirteen dollars, even though it's because it's smaller, right? There's less of it. But oh, I better. meant like
1: if it was another sixteen ounce can. If it was a sixteen ounce mm-hmm. can. If it was like the same size as a Bud Light, and if someone was like okay, so it's thirteen dollars for Bud Light. It's sixteen dollars for this. Sixteen. I'm not ha- I'm not happy about it, but at a yeah. you know sixteen ounce yeah. can. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. I'd pay sixteen bucks for this.
0: Yeah, and I think I would pay <sighs> probably fifteen. 15.
1: <laughs> you want to give the guy a tip? That's fair. Yeah, that's right.
0: Um, <laughs> and then the final measure was your Brennanade. How how much of um, of this? Just, what's your Brennanade scale? I don't know we didn't really define this one so well but it's just like sort of like what's your what are the vibes we've said what are the five, vibes what are with there? this ah, so scale ta- scale one to five one to five it tastes
1: good. It's got yeah. the right can. It yeah. comes from a great brewery. I, I can't I can't go five and the reason I can't go five is yeah. because if something comes along better, I don't want to leave that there. I know that seems really screwed up for devil's backbone but I would give this a four Brennanade scale. It okay. brings back the old, not so much the new. It tastes good, but there could be something better out there. Maybe next time they show up with some kind of like bourbon-aged, oh my god, at 10%, and it's just going to knock me off my ass. So I'm going to give a four. So Brian, what's your Brendan Aids scale? My
0: Brendan Aid scale. So I'll tell you, on, uh, on the Riggins beer, you also gave that a four. Sounds uh, about right. Riggins, I gave a four okay. and a third.
1: I will give this the if Rigo got a four, then I would put this at
0: four point three. Four point three, okay. Yeah, I'll go uh, higher. Yeah, I'm gonna give this a three point nine six. <laughs> uh, it's a pretty good beer. It's like, um, what are you a Russian judge? What are you doing over here? Three point yeah. nine six. I saw slight imperfections. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk to you about mouthfeel. Your but, little uh, foot. Moved on the landing. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, oh, she's gonna regret that one. It's like, oh, really? I didn't see anything. That's uh, okay, Cotton. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty good. And I'm, I'm. This, I went out of my way to find this because I wanted to get some for this purpose. So, you, you lest did Anyone, well. lest anyone think that a hundred percent of this podcast is being done completely off the cuff. You're not entirely wrong, but for this, this was months and months and months in the making. So, um, and again, maybe to our detriment, if we had done it earlier, there would be a little bit more freshness in the uh, in the beverage. But
1: I think it tastes great. I know I I I would drink this again, especially almost two years late.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> okay, so. Um, I suppose, now that we have that nonsense out of the way, uh, we know, fan favorite. My favorite nonsense, though. Uh, I feel like, you know, we've already talked a little bit about what happened outside the lines, your in-stadium in, uh, in stadium experience. Uh, I, I guess we should talk a little bit about what happened in the football game itself. Uh, Washington coming away with the victory. Over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers final score 29 to 19, uh, Washington improving their record to three and six. they're in the hunt, two and three at home, the Buccaneers dropping to six and three, two and three on the road. Um, what are you you did you, stay in the, did you stay in your seats? Did you watch the whole game? Yeah, I watched the whole
1: game now. I didn't stay in my seats. I, I hopped around because okay, in...
0: but you basically you saw the whole thing.
1: Yeah, we basically saw the entire game. Absolutely. What's
0: your What's your key takeaway from this game from a strictly football perspective?
1: This was the single best game this team has played this season. Mm-hmm. They were the special teams was good, the offense was good, the defense was stellar. Uh, it was bend but don't break. They made the 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 the. the I would always say like, especially with what we've learned from our defense, was that a lot of the, the shoulders of the defense. in the very beginning it was. Uh, the defense did really good in the first half. the second half, that offense stepped up, and that fourth quarter, oh my, a 10, oh, oh, over a 10 minute long drive to crush Brady's dreams. Like this, this was good. This was the best all-around performance of this team this season. And yeah. that made me phenomenally happy watching watching the passes, watching the crispness, watching it all kind of come together with people making sense. So with your time during that game, what did you think?
0: Well, so as I sort of mentioned in the lead, they needed to do just like a certain number of things and they needed to execute on all of them in order for it to work, and it did. I My impression was um, they... The, the first half, it was really the first time we've seen them jump on a team from the from the get-go. The defense picked off Tom Brady, I want to say, two times in like his first six passes or six or seven passes. And that was tone setting in a big way where it's like this season and really dating back to, I want to say, almost all of last season, when they won... Regardless of what they won, they had to play from behind a ton a and ton constantly having to play like the game had ne- the game didn't even start until Washington was already down two scores, and then you know when they'd win they it was because they overcame a deficit, and when they lost, it was like, well, okay, they blew it early on, and the game was lost from that point, so to see Washington come out and make a little bit of noise in the first half on both sides of the football was. Um, it, it caught me, it was surprising. It, it caught me off guard a little bit, um, but in a good way. Like, they needed to do that. I, I think the other big takeaway for me was that they, they really simplified the game. They weren't, it was not the most, frankly, it was not the most e- exciting football I've ever seen them play. And trust me, they've been, they played a lot of stinkers, but even in a, in a win, they really drastically just like cut down decision making. They cut down whatever constitutes like razzle dazzle for Washington in 2021 and got down to like really efficient play calling, particularly on offense And we're able to that like just kind of like made it a little bit easier. I mean, maybe not so aesthetically pleasing, but like it was it got the job done in a way where it's like, okay, well, that's kind of got to be your blueprint for the rest of the year. Right. That that
1: last drive was 19 plays, 10 minutes resulting in a touchdown. Nothing about that was like, except for the very ending, super sexy. But it just kept going. Yeah. You're just you're you're if this was boxing, you're not going for the knockout punch. You're just you're beating the core. You're just getting the core done. And Tampa Bay couldn't do anything. They couldn't come back without the opportunity of Brady being on the field. And nope. 10 minutes nope. out of 15
0: were gone. Yeah, this is this is like a Manny Pacquiao. No, you know what? This is this is actually more like a like a Floyd Mayweather bout where like, Oh, absolutely. Where he's like, you're just like, punch him already. And he's just like, Nope, not going to do it. Not going to gratify you. Like, I'm, I'm just going to take some punches and I'm going to get a couple jabs in here and there. And I'm just going to win each round. And it's like, well, this is, it's not like terribly interesting, but it's extremely technical. it's like, all right, well, you know what? It gets a job, it gets a job done, doesn't it?
1: In the end, it's a win. And it was the the best all around win we possibly could have had the yeah. biggest upset in the NFL so far yeah. was us doing that to Tampa the way we did it. Now, in the in, I don't know how you felt at home, but in the stadium, everyone kept talk about how he's going to come back. Brady's going to come back. We 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 busted our nut too early. We got these interceptions too early. We've pissed off the lion. Now the lion's going to eat us. Yeah. And he just never did. He never got that. That first half, we come out, we do three and out, everyone thinks it's over, Tom Brady comes back and does three and out and gives us the ball back. Like, he just never got comfortable, and we kept finding ways to keep the game around us. And that's the difference between a winning team and a losing team in the NFL.
0: Sure. And, you know, every dog has his day. And, you know, if you simulated this game 100 times, maybe we lose it 80 times, but they did everything that they needed to do um, I would say the other two big takeaways – well, really the other – yeah, the two big takeaways are, one, um, the injuries. I mean, it's yeah. tough, and it happened both sides. Uh, Obviously, Chase Young is going to be done for the year, and Torres ACL on that same side of the field that RG3 Torres knee, that uh, – Alex Smith. Alex Smith, the whole thing, and it's like, well, is it cursed? And it's like, well, who cares? Oh. But, yeah, probably at this point. Yeah, um, Vita it's dance Vea. Curse. Vita Vea on Tampa was carted off the field in the middle of that 80-yard drive, and he's a guy that I think Washington fans have always kind of kept one eye on because it's sort of that year that he got drafted. It was the sense was like he could come to us and he would be a game changer. I remember sitting in, watching and doing a live draft podcast that night with uh with Ken and the folks over at First Amendment and. They were like Vita Vea. We want Vita Vea. Vita Vea. We had for weeks talked ourselves into the fact that <laughs> Vita Vea was going to be in the Burgundy and Gold. It like didn't happen because he went way earlier than that. Yeah, but very sad uh, to see him get carted off. Um, Chase Young, you know, it's such a disappointment there because like he was really starting to hit his stride a little bit. Um, so the injuries were big and then you said it it's that last drive where they just orchestrated a a clock killer that you'd be hard-pressed to see anyone else replicate that's a that's like a once in a once a decade once in really once in a yeah once a decade type drive that they just like couldn't get the defense just couldn't get washington's offense off the field and it was a real knock them down drag them out quintessential like when i think like nfc east football it's like not yeah. terribly sexy or interesting all the time but it's just like well we are going to we're going to punch you in the mouth and we're just going to keep on doing it we're going to chip 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 away and they they timed it to perfection they did it exactly when they needed to and it kind of was a thing of beauty in like a perverse way
1: it back in the old school uh, joe gibbs days what he would do, the, the 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 hog line that was there, yeah. is that he'd have one play, but he'd be able to run it in seven different ways. Sure. Just the same trap play, same trap play, the pull play. The pole play. They, they would all be there, but just seven different ways. So that's kind of what Washington did this week. They just kept running the same couple of plays. They just kept running it three, four yards, three, four yards, pass, seven yards, run. It was just this, just. Knock it off! Knock it! Knock it! And Tampa kept calling. They, they, they got their timeouts done early, yep. really early on. And by the time it was t- by the time they scored, there was just so little actual availability for Tampa to come back. And it made it you, as a fan, it, we loved it. It sure. was amazing. It, you almost felt like you were in shock because this wasn't supposed to happen. with With that being said, of having this win, how does that set us up for our future?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really. After every game, you you were better for better or for worse. You kind of have to take stock of where you sit. Um, so Washington snaps the four game losing streak that went all the way back to Week Four. So they lost. They beat the Falcons in Week Four, and that was kind of a skin of their teeth game too. And then they lose by eleven to the Saints. They get their the doors blown off by the Chiefs. They get the doors blown off by the Packers. They lose by seven and kind of like a... On the, really, it came down to like a Hail Mary against the, the Broncos. Um, go into a bye week and then come out of the bye week with a, with a dub. Now, three and six, they're third in the NFC East. Um, They... I mean, it was funny because I don't know how much like Twittering you were doing on Sunday and Monday, but there were a lot of people like posting the um the sort of like screenshot from the uh like the post game show being like here are all the teams in the hunt and it included the three and six teams because they haven't been you know like officially eliminated eliminated, yet. yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, like they're 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 a ways out, right? Like it's not I I think Dallas pretty much has this thing wrapped up.
1: But they don't. And this is the problem that we have is I, – I almost want to get upset about this. Okay. If we put together a decent enough record and win a couple more games, we could get second place in the NFC East. Possibly even first, but let's just say realistically get second.
0: Sure, they're only h- half game back of the Eagles right now. But last year we won the NFC
1: East 7-9. and nine. Yeah. And we got we got screwed with our schedule. Our schedule got ruined because we had to go against all the first place teams. If we get second place, we're kind of doing the same things ourselves again. A worse draft pick, a yeah. worse schedule next year. So so the and even Rivera came out what last week and was like, well, you know, we probably shouldn't have won last year. Like it's one of those you look at and you go, are we just? And this is really like one of those like questions I want to know: Do we win? Do we turn around and say, F it? Do we pull the old school Major League Baseball like uh, with with, with Charlie Sheen and go, let's do it. Let's just grind it out. Let's try to do our best and let's turn this around and let's try to win NFC East again and be back-to-back NFC champions. Or do we say... Let's go out to this draft picks. Let's try to rebuild this team. Let's get rid of some of these guys in the offseason, do a couple of trades, do an actual rebuild, which is something we've never done. We've never turned around and said, we're going to start this over.
0: Now, here's the thing, and maybe we disagree on this and we can discuss it on a later podcast. It would actually probably be a pretty compelling one. But my perspective is the guys on the sideline on Sundays are always trying to win and should always be trying to win because they're playing for themselves and they're playing for their next job even if it's not, not in a winning situation. There is, You're never never going to have a co- a head coach saying, like, well, we're not trying to win here. And you're never going to have an individual guy saying, well, I'm not going to play my, my, my tail off. I'm Ron Rivera just play. said last week we shouldn't have won the NFC East. Yeah. It hurt us. He no, said that. Our own he, coach. No, no, I don't think he meant it that way. That's not how I interpreted that. I interpreted that as saying like, in a normal set of circumstances, we would not have won this division. I don't think he was saying, "Oh, we should have actively not tried he, to
1: win." He said it "Sound like it was a mistake." He made it, it sound. It was like, a mistake. I, it. I agree. We talked about this last year, but he. Oh, George Mason beat Maryland. Damn it! Wow. Uh, in basketball, uh, but so but Ron Rivera turned around and said it was a mistake for us to win this, and it's like, dude, whether you think it, you shouldn't say it. Like you no. should not say that.
0: Well, I don't. I don't know that. that- Regardless of of the subtext there, I think on Sundays these guys are going to go out and do their best. And the teams that suck and that appear to be like tanking or the ones that are characterized as rebuilding are not rebuilding because the individual players or the coaches on the sideline are making making a concerted effort to do that. Because if you're a player, a rebuild means, well, I'm probably going to lose my job. And for a coach, it means the same thing. So and, f- and for
1: these I guys- 100% agree with you because we talked about this again. We talked about this last year, where as a player, your job is to win. Right. Your want and desire—you want the players who want to win. Um, but my head, as a fan, yeah, again, I, 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 I my whole sure. life, I've been a player. As a fan, you're like, God, just, oh, just can we, can we choose to either be a winning team and move this, this, this needle this way? or look at some kind of rebuild cuz we've been in this middle ground for 20 years. We've been in football purgatory with no real
0: wins in the playoffs for 20 plus years. A re- though what I will say is a rebuild in football is a product of personnel, the people who are picking the personnel. The team a team that is objectively like bad dumpster in the dumps we're talking like detroit lions right now they are and this is very sad they are still trying their hardest and they are just not good enough to do it they're not good enough because the way that that team has been constructed is not in a position to be able to win despite the fact that they are trying and so for Washington I believe that they're going out every week and trying to win because of how the roster's been constructed. Now, er, rather regardless of how the roster's being constructed. Regardless. Regardless of how the roster's being constructed. They're going out there and they're trying their, they're trying their damnedest, which is really what they're supposed to do. So, I mean, if we're looking at what this means kind of going forward, um, you know, as we've discussed in the past, the NFC schedule you're right. Anything could happen. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, once you hit the Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, like, you know. And well, let's go- let's
1: not get too far ahead. Let, no, let's they talk- still
0: have three fairly significant games. Yeah. That they have to play. That's really gonna set the table for that NFC's home stretch. They go on yeah. the road at the Panthers this weekend. They go. They return home. They play the Seahawks the following week. And then they go on the road at Las Vegas. And I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna talk about anything after the Panthers because I feel like it's it's irrelevant. Really, at that point of like what it, it'll happen when it happens. But I'm I am, in light of this win for me, the Panthers game becomes much more interesting.
1: A hundred percent. I th- this I agree with you, Cam Newton. Uh, put together a pretty decent game uh, coming off the bench last week. And here's a guy, again, I am glad he's not on our team. I don't think he has much left in the tank. But as I said on Twitter, what happens to these guys is they come in and a little spark gets boom. Sure. He, looked good. he looked pretty good. He looked pretty good. And he that spark goes off, and I don't care who you are, you, whatever's left in that tank you're going to use. And I think Cam's going to come in Uh, to this game, yeah, ready to go against Ron, ready to prove himself again, and he's going to have a spark. Can we take the momentum from our Tampa Bay win and take out Carolina, or are we basking too much in this win and we go right back to our old ways next week?
0: Yes. Um, (laughs) So it's funny because... The when you think about I mean what is, what does a casual football fan know about what's going on with the Carolina Panthers right now? Well they are five and five. They're three and two on the road. Cam all anyone was talking about was Cam Newton on Sunday. And to his credit, he had two touchdowns. He only had four passes. He was not the starter. Yeah. He wasn't the starter. I mean, and of, of course, you know, like he's he's coming in midweek, and he like had they only, they gave him like a dozen plays to learn, but you know, he's gonna be kind of a, in the in the truest definition, in the truest sense, he's like kind of a like a secret weapon, right? Yeah, oh, hundred percent for them. It's it's kind of a gadget guy. It's not he's not your starter yet. I mean, they still had they're still rolling with. Do you know who the starter is? And I'm, I'm not going to laugh at you if you don't know the answer, because if you ask no, me, I, don't. I would not.
1: It's, I know that it's Sam Donald, so. It's
0: P.J. Walker. Oh, because I know who that is. That's a guy in the making right there. P.J. Walker, I mean, that's that he's a that's a trivia question.
1: He's got a great name, though. I'll tell him that much.
0: He went to Temple. Oh. Yes. Football and, powerhouse. That's right. It
1: goes uh, Alabama yeah.
0: Temple. Yeah, Temple. And then, yeah, they're in that final four there. Um, <laughs> I've actually seen I've seen Temple play twice. <laughs> Can You believe that? I
1: actually do because you're a Lancaster slash. Well, field I guy. actually
0: saw that they played in that um that bowl that they used to play at RFK.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Like the was a
0: military one. The background the military mil- that they yeah. moved to Annapolis, but yeah, I saw them play there twice. They uh, they got their teeth kicked in by Navy.
1: Wait. So you saw Temple get their teeth kicked in by the Navy? Uh, yeah. Shocking. Shocking.
0: Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, so you think about this game, and um, we are we are prone to as fans, like we're prone to um, develop. Sort of storylines in our head. It's like, oh well, Cam is is back, and he's in Carolina again. And Ron Rivera, like, is he gonna exact revenge? It's funny because Rivera preempted that talk. He was he was asked some question about like, how do you feel about having left Carolina? He was like, people ask me all the time, like, am I bitter? He's like, I'm not bitter. I don't have anything to be bitter about. Like, we had success there. It wasn't no. working. It wasn't the time, and I've gone. So like, he he tried to tamp that all down before people could like really run with it. Which is a bit of a bummer because it's like, well, come on, give us something to talk about here. Like, talk some smack about Carolina. Say something uh, like teal and not, black or, teal and black are stupid colors. Like, I want. Him Brown's
1: to... not going to fall for that. He's not getting yeah. anyone any posters to put on their lo- lockers. But Cam wants. He's got just a little bit left. Yeah. Cam... And he's going to try to put to put it all out there. And he wants to be the man again. Yeah. At least one more game. He wants to just superman it out. He yeah. wants to just be all Cam and in a Carolina Panthers uniform in front of Ron Rivera, who yeah. has said for two years, he's not going to take this guy no. as he's falling apart. He just wants to lose it in front of these fans and yeah. give them something to love him again for. And again, the, these athletes, they crave that sometimes. Some of them crave the limelight. Some of them crave that, that, that wonderfulness, that, that, that appreciation. And cams, one of those guys and, and, that's what he wants. He wants to go against Ron Rivera in front of his fans and give them a hell of a show.
0: I want Cam to wear the biggest, silliest hat I've ever seen. He loves those hats, and I he love, does love those hats about Cam. Um, I'm excited. I think, well, I don't know. I wouldn't go so... I'm, truth, there's, there's honesty here. We're an honest bunch here. I wouldn't go so far as to say I am excited about this game, but I am compelled by it. I think it becomes... Immediately more interesting, coming off a win. If we can pull this win, yeah. in,
1: and I'm just going to go with like a scenario, yeah. pull this win off against Carolina, and then uh, we lose the, lose the next two. Raiders, we'll talk about Raiders later, because they could be an extra that could be fine by the time we get to them. Yeah. And then we have the NFC East, and we pull off, let's say, a couple of wins there. We could be in decent shape to to, to be a part of the idea of playoff talks. But, we need to beat the bad teams. Yeah. We don't and one of them's coming up is Carolina. They're not good,
0: they're not bad. They're 500. Give me your But you got to beat Cam. Give me your score prediction. Just let's just do it. Uh 28-21 Carolina. Yeah, I'm going to say 20 uh 23-20 Carolina. Oh, that's a close one. Yeah. Close one. Yeah. I uh I think that it kind of comes down to the end. Okay, so we got that going for us, which is nice. Um, I feel like we should close things out. We've gone a little bit back to our roots with uh, what you're sipping on, everyone's favorite podcast segment. My favorite. Um, Let's do our second favorite podcast segment. (laughs) Maybe tied tied for first. Um, I don't know that we ever named this one, but we like to remember a guy. Remember a guy. I like this one. Yeah, we do guy remember. You do like this one. See, that's the thing. Everybody loves remembering guys. I don't remember a guy. I mean, well, so, that's so, like the majority the, of what being a fan is all about—is remembering Yeah, a like let's bring back an
1: old school. Bring back an old school guy. Like, so, so, what do you have for me? Let, let's let's throw some questions out to me so I can see if I can figure out who this guy is. Now, do you want to guess some who some the
0: guy is, or do you want me to just say the guy and you tell me what? you No, said? no, no, no. I, I think I think we go with
1: because uh, I I think that you make me guess and then you tell me about that guy. So throw some questions at me. Throw some, so so, throw some like, all right, little nuggets.
0: Well, here we'll do it uh, twenty questions style. Um, Okay, okay. Let me. So you say you ask me, (coughs) um, yes or no questions. Okay,
1: okay. Let's let's. I can do that. So we get twenty of them, right? So every fan possible. If you want to do
0: twenty questions, we will do twenty whole questions. I I I will be surprised.
1: I'll I'll go rapid succession. So let's go with. uh, Is it defense? No. Is it special teams?
0: Mm, I don't think he played special teams. Mainly, mainly. Like, like no, some no, people... no, 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 yeah. no. It's not like okay. a kicker or a punter or a long snap.
1: Okay, exactly. Okay, so, so it's offense. Okay, Offense to the side, I got that taken care of. Yeah. Um. Did he play
0: after Gibbs? Let's see, here's the thing. Gibbs coached Yeah. Him. He coached twice. He did. Gibbs, first Gibbs or second Gibbs? So let's go with second Gibbs. Did he play after second Gibbs? No, he played before Gibbs' second tenure.
1: Okay. Did he play after before? Uh, did he play after Gibbs' first tenure?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay, so now we have a little time run. Right you
0: got now. a window now. We're at four questions, by the way.
1: Okay, I'm going to... So, oh, man. Well, I have to go with my guy. Yeah. Do you play any time with Schottenheimer?
0: Because um, that's like... I want like to say he did okay, okay. Uh, so we're
1: talking about like the the nineties, early two thousands range.
0: Uh, yes, that is the that is the range. Um, I'm looking All at when right. when Marty Schottenheimer. What years he coached? In. So, so we so have actually, Schottenheimer uh, coached one year. He coached in two thousand one. So, was there some overlap? No, actually, no. They Ooh. he never had, uh, but it was close. I'll
1: okay, it. okay. So, so he's in that range. though. he's in the late late nineties, early two thousands. Um, and he's offense. Yeah, so he's
0: okay,
1: okay. Let me let me. Let, let, I'm just, Robert C. Session. Robert C. Session. Yeah. Was he somebody that's going to have his name on the ring?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So these are guys. We're not talking about dudes. I, that, I'm not. I'm not. That is a question, and the answer is no. He's not getting to, It's a guy, not a dude.
1: I know that. I just want to make sure everyone else is aware. Of where, where okay. We're well, talking you
0: only where... have 14 questions left. So you. Oh, you... uh, I want to. It's okay. It's Barry okay. I'm cool with this.
1: Okay. Um. it's some problem. I just give make you tell me. Um, that's right.
0: I will just tell okay,
1: you. Okay. 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 Um. Mike Sellers. No. See, he's a dude, no, that's a He that's a dude. He is You're a dude. You're right. Yeah. He's a dude. Um. Jeff George.
0: No, but he's a guy.
1: Oh, he's such a guy. I hate that guy, but he's a guy. Yeah. Um. Kajana Carter.
0: No, and that's really a guy. I should write that down. As um, all right, all Anna right. Well, a... Oh
1: um, man! Um, yeah. Wait. Okay. So then, did he have any actual success? Um, like what, what, let, let me rephrase this. Was he someone that you remember fondly?
0: I mean, I remember him fondly because I was. 10 years old so like all the guys who were on the team when i was 10 are the guys that i'm gonna remember until i die so
1: there's also some people out there who like were just shit players like remember those guys who are like ah, that guy wasn't any good yeah so just checking okay I, I
0: don't have any reason to hate that i mean like in my it's a name that i was in the shower yesterday and it popped into my head i said Gumby and i should talk about this guy tomorrow
1: you have I'm not gonna say that's that's like super weird but it's a little weird i
0: it is what it is. It, yeah.
1: In the shower, you're thinking about like a, like a late '90s, early 2000 players. That's um, my mind
0: palace. Yeah. Again. Lineman.
1: No. Running back. Yes. I already yeah. got. I, I, ah, God, it's. Ah, this one hurts me. This one hurts me. This one hurts me. Okay, are, who is there? It? Are
0: only so many running backs from? Yeah,
1: but but I don't. I like that. That's a. I'm much better with receivers and quarterbacks. So yeah,
0: and there are a lot more guys at the. Well, I mean, there's a fairly equal distribution. Um, Skip Hicks is the guy. Oh,
1: good old Skip Hicks.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: god. But good. What number was he again? Uh, I think he. He was.
0: 20, if I remember correctly. I, you maybe, I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and he played for Washington from 98 to 2000. He was drafted in the third round out of Ooh. UCLA. And he played with Washington for three years and then kind of like bummed around and ended up in Canada and rushed for 1,000 yards and 13 touchdowns over the course of 98 to 2002. I remembered skip picks in the shower. I remember... Um, I feel like Skip Hicks was in the backfield. There was another guy who he was in the backfield with, and I can't remember now who it was. I'm going to just look up the 2,000 Redskins <laughs> This is basically Got, yeah. just like— uh, Skip Hicks was 20. Um, I know, obviously, Stephen Davis was around there at the same time. Steven yeah, Davis I'm just right looking
1: there. at some of these like, oh my god, some of these old school people just staring up. Uh, and God, was it, Gus Ferrat was a quarterback with was. them for a little while. Right. Oh my god, that's just painful to to just even watch.
0: Oh, good old Gus. He wasn't. He wasn't. I think on the same team, on the team at the same time as like Liddell Batts. He might have been. I don't think so. I don't. I, I. I'm looking at some pictures trying to see if I can find something here. Yeah, that's like the same cut of of um of guy in my mind but yeah i you ask like do i remember him fondly yeah i mean again yeah i was 10 i didn't know anything and this was the most important thing to me so of course i have fond memories of skip hicks even if no one else does but um, but
1: i think i think you should skip hicks was 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 a workhorse he was kind of like uh you know he he was a good dude who did the right thing um but so here's my favorite part. It says uh, I, this is why I love Google It said, you search for Skip Hicks. These people are also people you should search for. Sure. Kevin Falk, Terrell yeah. Davis, yep. Corey Dillon and Chris Carter. Corey Dillon. What a random group of people to have from Google thrown back at me. Like, come on, Google. Yeah, I love that. I love that
0: Google's like, I'll remember some guys with you. <laughs> um, Here, remember this guy? I do. I do. I do remember that guy. Yeah. All right, well, I feel like we basically covered it all. Um, any any sort of final parting parting thoughts as we wind down here this evening?
1: I want to say is that uh, I went to a game this weekend. It's yeah. the first time I've been there in a long time, and I want to thank every single fan that I've met. You guys are awesome, and you're literally the only reason to go to a game. Yeah,
0: we're we're nothing if not the fans both of the Washington football team and— the Cult of Cult, which is a podcast produced and edited by me, Brian Stabby, my co-host and director of social media. Boo, 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 boo. That's Gumby. You can follow the Cult of Cult on Twitter at the Cult of Cult. That's all one word. We're also available on Untapped at the Stabby and at the Cumberland Jr. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify by searching Hogshaven, a Washington football team podcast. We like that if you like what you've heard and of course you have if you're still listening, we ask that you do three simple things. That you subscribe, that you rate five stars, and that you encourage one friend to check us out. It does make a huge impact in our ability to reach new listeners. We know that your listening time is valuable. We appreciate you taking your time to spend it with us. Gumby, another uh, weekday eve well spent with you here on the cult of cult.